I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's going on, everybody? Curtis Wilkerson with hogsports.com here from Bud Walton Arena. Oh, man. Uh, what could have been a special night in Fayetteville was spoiled by Mississippi State. The Hogs fall 70-64 to 64 here at home to the Bulldogs. You know, wow, the stage was really set. For this one, if you think about it, huge home crowd has been dying to get in this place. The last two home games have been impacted by ice and wintry weather. It's a Saturday afternoon. The place was packed. You have a red-hot Razorback team that's won five straight SEC games, returning home, coming off that big win against Kentucky. The return of star freshman Nick Smith Jr., all the ingredients were there for the Razorbacks who just kind of fell flat in this one tonight, unfortunately. Um, listen, the Bulldogs were having none of it, and, and credit to them because uh, sometimes when you have a loss like this, you, you get frustrated and you're looking for all the different reasons to blame, uh, you know, Arkansas. What went wrong? What did they do wrong? Uh, well, there were some certainly some, some issues there, uh, but Mississippi State deserves a lot of credit for coming in and doing what they did on the road. Chris Jans is doing a great job with that team. They've won five in a row now. Um, they're playing well. But man, a frustrating result for the Razorbacks. You know, you knew coming into this game uh, that Mississippi State was elite on the defensive end of the floor. Top five in the country in adjusted defensive efficiency, um, holding teams under 60 points per game. Uh, they're hard to score on. They force a bunch of turnovers. We saw a lot of that. They gave Arkansas fits and kept them out of a rhythm uh, really throughout the entire game, but especially uh, in the first half. Arkansas just had a hard time getting anything going. Uh, this is a Razorback team that likes to get downhill, and man, they could get into the paint, but there were arms and hands swatting and, and trying to get deflections and fish those balls out. Uh, they were double teaming in the post. Uh, they gave Jalen Graham some fits in there when, when he got his run. Uh, they were doing a lot of things that caused Arkansas problems. They were going from man to zone. They were trapping. Uh, boy, the Hogs just couldn't find a rhythm on the offensive end of the floor. Um, so, you know, Arkansas struggling to score, especially early on. I, I wouldn't say that that was... I mean, maybe it was unsurprising. Uh, maybe it was expected to a degree. What was not expected, though, was a Mississippi State team, uh, you know, who came in averaging about 60 points per game in SEC play. They're shooting 24% from three in SEC play. They hadn't scored over 67 points against a team in this league uh, to come in and shoot over 50% from the field, go 6 of 10 from three, and, and score 70 on the Razorbacks. That uh, was unexpected, at least for me, and I think probably for the Hogs and the coaching staff as well. Um, you know, I mentioned in the lead up to the game, I wrote a story about this, just kind of avoiding the letdown after an emotional road win against Kentucky, and then you come back home uh, and have all these factors. I mean, it would be hard to convince me that this was anything other than that. Again, credit to Mississippi State for playing a great game. They did the things you have to do to win on the road. Uh, but listen, you know, Arkansas, the intensity and the focus that we've seen from this group of late, it, it just wasn't there for the full 40 minutes, uh, not even close to that. You know, Arkansas got down by as many as 16 at home 
to Mississippi State in the second half before something clicked, they flipped the switch, uh, eventually cut that thing down to as little as four, but it, it was too little too late at that point. You can't dig yourself into a 16-point hole at home or on the road, especially to a team that defends the way that Mississippi State does. You know, a nine-point halftime deficit felt like 15 or more because there's so, they're such a challenge uh, to score on. You know, it was a spirited comeback by the Razorbacks in, in that final 15 minutes there. Uh, I think it was made possible by an, a, a huge increase in defensive intensity. They started playing the way that, that they have been, uh, which, hey, good on them for figuring it out on that end. Uh, and, and free throws, right? It, it's crazy that Arkansas was able to fight back into this thing uh, in the midst of another seven-minute stretch where they go without a bucket from the field. They were getting stops and they were getting to the free throw line, but they went seven minutes again without a bucket until Ricky Council got his only make of the night um, from the field on a reverse dunk. That, that was awesome, by the way, but that, but that was it from the field. He was 11-13 from the free throw line, which is great. Uh, but, you know, when you look up at the end of the day and you've got Devo and, and Ricky Council, who are 3 of 17 combined from the field, it's going to be tough for Arkansas to score enough points to beat teams. It just is. And those guys have been great really all year, and they've kind of catalyzed what Arkansas has done in terms of getting the ship righted. But when both of them have an off night, that puts you in a tough spot. Anthony Black, I, I thought, played well. Uh, he scored, it was a game-high 23 points. He was 8 of 13 from the field. He knocked down some big threes. Um, I thought for the first time that I can recall all season that he was consistently getting into the mid-range and pulling up and shooting that thing with confidence, and he was knocking it down. Those are all good signs from A.B., five assists. He did have four turnovers. Um, again, this is a Mississippi State team that forces those things, but I thought maybe he was a bright spot there uh, for the Razorbacks. You mentioned the struggles from the field with, with Devo and Ricky. Uh, didn't get much offensively from, from Jordan Walsh. He seemed a little bit hesitant in this game. Um, only two points from him. I, I thought he was active on the defensive end of the floor, but you didn't get much scoring there. And then Makai Mitchell, you know, a guy who starts for you, uh, and he fouls out in 11 minutes. That's... That ain't great. <laughs> you know, that, that puts Arkansas in a tough spot. So, um, you know. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Oh. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Listen, for those concerned about, you know, will the return of Nick impact chemistry or, or disrupt the flow or the, or the rhythm that this team has, you know, kind of picked up over this stretch of SEC play where they've been playing really well, um, that wasn't it, okay? That, that had nothing to do with the outcome of this game. Uh, you know, Nick, he had five points. He was two of seven from the field. He didn't have a turnover, uh, but he was plus three on the floor for Arkansas. He's one of two guys, I think, who, who had a plus in the plus-minus column for this game. Uh, you know, I thought he was 
just kind of feeling his way through it in his first couple rotations in the first half. But Arkansas was down 16 there with 15 minutes to play in this game when Musselman went back to him, and he was the catalyst. His energy, uh, his intensity, especially on the defense end of the floor, he's picking dudes up full court, uh, getting popped by screens and hopping back up. He was challenging guys at the rim, uh, and then he was playing aggressive and assertive. He knocked down that pull-up jumper. Uh, yeah, I think it brought Arkansas with to within 12 or whatever, but it got the crowd going. It brought some juice into the building. So I thought he was a big catalyst for Arkansas making that run uh, to get back in this thing. Was he rusty? Yeah, of course he was. He hasn't played basketball in two months. If you were expecting him to just come in and drop 30 in this game, uh, you were living in a false reality. But I think you saw some really good things. He was able to get to his spots. He had some pep in his step. I thought he was moving well. And some of the shots that weren't falling for him are going to be falling in about a week. I can guarantee you that. He's rusty, but he's not that far off. Uh, and then listen. The passion that he played with, the competitiveness that he showed, you know, for anybody who's still questioning whether or not he was committed uh, to being a Razorback or, you know, if he was, if he was really coming back for the right reasons or whatever, um, hopefully that shuts you up. Okay? Because this dude is bought all the way in. He was into it. He was fully invested in the success of the team. And this one, it was really good to see. Uh, you know, I've said here for a while that I wouldn't be entirely surprised if Arkansas dropped one that they weren't supposed to as they're kind of getting Nick reintegrated into the mix, right? Wouldn't surprise me at all, but, but that the long-term ceiling for Arkansas is much higher if you have him involved. We can all agree on that. He's an elite talent. I think what's frustrating about this night really is that Arkansas takes a bad loss uh, you know, at home to Mississippi State on a night where Nick looked pretty good for a guy who hadn't played in a couple months, uh, but the team kind of faltered uh, throughout there. It, it was an uncharacteristic effort. You know, if Arkansas plays anywhere close to the way, just in terms of, of, of intensity and focus that they did, uh, you know, against Kentucky or in previous home games against Texas A&M, LSU, Ole Miss, they win this game tonight, hands down, but they didn't do that for a good 25 plus minutes. And it cost you. Uh, in an SEC where, hey, even the, the middle of the pack, uh, there are no easy outs there in this league. So, um, man, you know, Arkansas had a chance here just with the way everything's shaken out. Uh, if they would have won this game tonight, they would have been tied for fourth in the SEC standings. That's how you get that double bye in Nashville because Auburn lost. They fell to seven and five. Uh, who else lost? Florida lost. They fell back a spot. You know, Missouri's at seven and five now. Kentucky lost again. They're at seven and five. Arkansas would have won. They would have moved to seven and five and been in great spot. But instead, they still have some work to do here. Um, you know, it's it's kind of crazy. Two home losses, two losses in, in this building, in Bud Walton Arena for the first time in three years. I mean, Arkansas has been nails in here under Eric Musselman uh, the last couple years. So I, I I'm not gonna lie. I kind of walked into this facility tonight with zero expectation or the thought really never crossed my mind that Arkansas might lose this game. It really didn't. Uh, but, you know, here we are. So, uh, you know, a blemish there on the resume. I thought Arkansas really helped themselves at Kentucky, uh, took a step back tonight. They're still in a solid spot in terms of making the NCAA tournament. But if you, if you want to improve your seed, you've got some work to do. Uh, and that margin of error has been decreased again. Uh, for this team. They give themselves some wiggle room, but you drop one at home and then you run into a situation uh, where you got to be a little bit more sharp. You can't avoid any more slip-ups like this moving forward down the stretch because it's not going to get much easier. Uh, you know, in these final six games for the Hogs, you still got to go to Alabama, 
You still got to go to Tennessee. You got a road game, a rematch at Texas A&M. That's not going to be easy on Wednesday. Uh, and the home slate's no joke either. So uh, still a lot of work to be done for this team. How are they going to respond? That's always what you wonder about after a game uh, that you lose, that you don't feel like you're supposed to. Is it going to snowball? Are there going to be any lingering effects from it? Um, or is it going to serve as a wake-up call? Do you go out against Texas A&M with a greater sense of urgency? Is there a bounce back for the Hogs? Because that would be a big one on the road. It's a quad one opportunity. A&M is what, 10-2, and 11-2, whatever it is in the league. Uh, you get a sweep over them. That would help you a ton. How will the Hogs respond? We'll see. We'll see what happens. But like I said, a frustrating loss tonight. Shouldn't happen but it did. You can still build off of some of the things that you saw down the stretch. And then I think the silver lining here is that you got Nick back. He's not on a minutes restriction. They still got to figure out some things with lineups and rotations, uh, but he's a little bit closer, maybe a little bit further along than I expected him to be after such a, a prolonged absence. Uh, once you get him rolling, you get everybody into a flow together. I still think this team can be dangerous, but we're kind of hitting that stretch uh, where there's a little bit of urgency and getting it figured out quickly. Appreciate you guys as always. I expected to be on here uh, having a happy talk after a win over Mississippi State. It didn't work out the way any of us expected. Frustrating loss for the Razorbacks tonight against Mississippi State. Again, it's been Curtis Wilkerson, Foxsports.com. Appreciate you guys as always, and we'll catch you next time. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.